You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. As usual, I'll start out with a couple of announcements. One, I want to say that uh, I had the opportunity to attend John Nash's service, services a couple of weeks ago, and his uh, fiance Magdalena, she did one heck of a job with his uh, eulogy. It was, in fact, heartwarming. Uh, we'll miss Brother John. And also... Uh, I mentioned uh, last week that Miss Elizabeth Turner Harris services were in Bunkerville. Bunkerville, no, that's out in Moapa Valley. It's at it was at Bunker Brothers, and in fact, uh, according to Brother Ramadan, you know, it was listed that she was 105. She was actually 108 years old because she didn't get her birth certificate until she turned three years old. And this lady was such a. Uh, a monument within the uh, Berkeley Square community. In fact, Swayzine Fields said that uh, she was a mother to all the children in that neighborhood. So may God be pleased with uh, her work while here on earth. And condolences to a, f- a longtime friend, Mr. Mayfield, on the loss of their son. He is a good friend of uh, Ray Feaster, my AC man, and just lost his son recently, so just wanted to acknowledge them. Look, folks, I am very excited because I, you know, last uh, month we had, last week I should say, we had Dr. Lonnie Wright on, and one of the things that I failed, failed miserably to, to talk to him about, and so I, I asked him if he would come back for a few minutes today. So he's on the line now. Good morning, Doc. How you doing, Keith? I'm doing well, doing well. But, you know, I, I can't believe that with the work that you had done or did with the uh, Alumni Association, I didn't even cover that uh, when we spoke last week. So I want to go back uh, and, and address that, if you would. And first of all, uh, give us a, an indication, just as uh, background of uh, your education again, just for the folks who may have missed last oh. week. Yes, I, I got my undergraduate degree in hotel management. I was on a basketball scholarship, played for three college coaches. Uh, you know, I was recruited by Roland Todd, had to make John Bear's team, and had to make uh, uh, Tarkanian's team. My master's is in post-secondary ed, and my doctorate is in uh, uh, instructions and curriculum. Excellent, excellent. And uh, who who were some of your teammates on the, on the team uh, your last year? My last year, uh, well, I, I played with the four 
young men that uh, came here as all Americans, all freshmen, Jackie Robinson, uh, Eddie Owens, who is still the uh, all-time leading scorer without the three-point play. He still leads all scorers. Uh, and ja- I said Jackie Robinson, Glenn Gondrzejczyk, and uh, Robert Smith. Hmm, okay. Oh, excuse me. Uh, uh, and Big uh, Lou Brown. Yeah, I mean, uh, not Robert, but uh, Big Big Lou Brown. Those were the four freshmen that I played with. And uh, Coach Tark uh, set us uh, in uh, apartments. Uh, a senior with a freshman, and uh, Jackie Robinson was my roommate. Hmm. Yeah, I remember. Um... Big Lou. I think he passed away uh, not so long ago. If I remember, yeah, remember it was sad. Yeah. Big Lou passed away uh, living on the streets, man. And mm, that's mm, a mm. travesty because uh, he had all of that potential. Uh, but sometimes uh, uh, mental illness or, you know, different uh, distractions will come your way to kind of throw you off a little bit. Yeah. But uh, he was a heck of a guy, a great, uh, great ball player. Uh, but Lou, uh, uh, you know, marched by his own drum, mm-hmm. and and not, mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. Right. It's just that he was uh, very, very independent. Uh, he would drive Coach Tart crazy because <laughs> he, he may come down and go through his leg with the with the basketball. <laughs> right. And back in those days. The big the the big guy was supposed to get it off the board and give it to a guard. Exactly, who would come down and go coast to coast? Yes, <laughs> we trust me. Me and Marsh recall because we had season tickets way back when. What was it? The old convention center would hold about seventy five hundred, maybe. Yeah, man. So we, yes, went, yeah. we went. We went way back with you guys, man. So look, you. Uh, and again, this is and and, and I apologize. Not only to you, but to the to our listening audience out there, they need to know about this. The tremendous work that you did with the Alumni Association. Let's give us give a little background on it, and let's go into a little bit of detail, if you would. In uh, in the seventies and and uh, before, uh, student athletes had four years to graduate, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that that meant that you really, really you, you, even. Uh, traditional students, can, you know, a lot of them can't graduate in four years. And when you're traveling everywhere and playing, you know, practicing three hours a day and trying to get your homework, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, and and you and you have this thought that you're gonna buy your mama a house, uh, you know, <laughs> you're gonna go to the pros, and you don't look at the statistical data of how many Division One players are coming out every year, and and uh, is it really a reality? But a lot of guys got caught not graduating or going to the pros, and so I, I formed an organization. I founded an organization called the UNLV Basketball Alumni Association, mm-hmm. which we raise money to send our guys back to school to get their baccalaureates. And and as time went on, uh, we added a master's program, which I got my master's from that program that mm-hmm. I started. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, we we have one football player to get his doctorate from our program. But we would, our main fundraiser was the UNLV basketball alumni games, which we would vie against the best so we could fill up the Thomas and Mac. So we played UCLA twice and right. 
I mean, all the illustrious ball players from UCLA, all the All Americans, and all the guys that played in the pros, mm-hmm. and uh, we we beat them twice. Uh, we beat uh, North Carolina with uh, with uh, Michael Jordan and one year, and and the Greyhound the next year. We beat them. We beat Georgetown <laughs> twice. So it just goes to show you how great. Uh, the running rebels were, and we they had Sleepy Ford, Big Ewing, and right. we beat them twice. <laughs> uh, so it, it uh, we raised a lot of money. Uh, you know, Magic Johnson and Michigan State uh, they found a way to beat us. Mm-hmm. So they they beat us, but <laughs> but uh, we played BYU. So we we raised a lot of money and a lot of awareness mm-hmm. to the NCAA, and I think the NCAA got the message. And they added one more year to the four-year uh, uh, scholarship, so you had five years to to graduate. So okay. we kind of raised the consciousness of the NCAA, uh, and and at the same time, because we were using a lot of NBA ball players, mm-hmm. the NBA started looking at Las Vegas as a viable place to start playing basketball. So un- we uh, to. So actually, un, un, unwritten, it appears as though what you did was really the stimulus or, you know, the drop in the bucket to get the whole basketball, because we are a backup basketball mecca now. Absolutely. The the game that we started as a fundraiser to send our athletes back to school, and oh, mm-hmm. by the way, we, we raised so much money that we included all the sports, mm. uh, football, men and women, Everybody was going back to school on the Basketball Alumni Association money, not only finishing up their baccalaureate, but getting their master's and a couple of people getting their doctorate as a student-athlete. So wow. we always emphasize uh, student before athlete. Right. You know, you're a student first and then an athlete. So now uh, with, with, the, with the tradition that we hopefully started and mm-hmm. they adhere to, now we have about 95 or 85% of all student athletes graduating. Hmm. So that's a that's a great thing, but yeah, you're right. Nobody really knows that great tradition that we started and uh you know, Michael Jordan and all those guys, they love what we were doing. They mm. wanted to start an association at UNC and right. we did start one at Fresno State. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, uh New Mexico with uh Michael Cooper. Uh-huh. So, how long did the program? Did you run it here? It it ran for. It started in seventy seven. It ran to ninety. Wow! Uh, and then we just we yeah, thirteen years. We raised over three million dollars in those thirteen years with the alumni game, and over a hundred student athletes graduated from our program uh, with a baccalaureate or a master's. So. <laughs> Uh, that's a tradition that UNLV should really be proud of because no other university uh, in the history of NCAA ever came up with that idea to to address uh, student athletes uh, not graduating and just you know moving on and just using them. Now we have Neil name, image, and likeness right. where student athletes are 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 now being paid. Uh, you know, I remember what I got every month, one hundred and fifty-two fifty, and I thought I was rich. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, we we lived <laughs> we lived in the dorm for free, and we ate for free. So you know, we could uh, go to the movies with our girl and, and do a few little things. Mm-hmm. Maybe go 
and buy a pair of shoes or something back in the day when shoes were a little cheaper. Right, right. Well, that is that is really something. You ran that program for 13 years. And, and what inspired you to, to even start such a program? Do you recall? Well, you know, I... I I had uh, more football scholarships than I had basketball. I was one of those tall uh, ends that had a little speed and could jump up and get the ball. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you jump up and get the ball, you're going to get your bell rung <laughs> a couple of times, you know. <laughs> you're going to get uh, turned in a circle, you know. Right. Those, uh, those uh, defensive backs go up under your leg, and before you know it, uh, you've gone uh, 360 degrees in the air, man. Mm-hmm. So I, I decided to do, to go basketball, but I had more football scholarships, and and uh, I uh, I was recruited by uh, – Maryland with uh, Lefty, uh, I forget Lefty's last name, and I had some pretty good basketball scholarships, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to play here because Roland Todd, the running Rebels, was running way before Tark got Mm -hmm. here, you know, and I I loved that brand of ball, and I wanted to play, but when when I uh, signed my letter of intent, Right. My first uh, disappointment was that the Rolling Todd went and play, uh, uh, signed the contract in the pros. Hmm. Well, so I was kind of stuck, you know. Right. Well, I tell you, man, but it, what, what but you it did all was out well. absolutely. Well, what you did was really uh, very honorable on your part, man. Because I can tell you that I can imagine that those guys continue to salute you, man. Those who came back and actually got their degrees with funding from your from that program that you had put together. Any thoughts or suggestions that you would share with any uh, student athletes that may be listening to the show today? Just uh, just emphasize uh, student before athlete, because when you look at the statistical data, everybody's not going to go to the pros. But you know, nowadays they they have a lot of things that will uh, kind of distract you because now they're paying a lot of money in, in China and over in Europe. And mm-hmm. when I came out, I could have gone to um, uh, Italy, but they weren't paying uh, the money that they're paying now. So I came back and, and, and uh, started the organization and and went on and got my degree. And uh, my under uh, I had my undergraduate degree, but I, I went on and got my master's through the program. But mm-hmm. It's it's uh it's a wake up call for for young people to to really understand being a student athlete. It starts with student and being athlete. So get that that, that degree, go for that degree first, and and everything else uh, will work its way uh, work itself uh, out. Great. Well, we appreciate those comments and those suggestions. Dr. Lonnie Wright, once again, my friend, I appreciate you, and I just had to get you back in, man, because I think that a lot of people have forgotten about the work that you did, and we need to continue to acknowledge you for that because having that degree, man, is is purposeful, particularly when you're an athlete because some people think that athletes are a bunch of dumb, as they, what is, what's that old word that you say, a dumb jock. A dumb, <laughs> dumb jock, and, and it's the very opposite. You have to really be thinking when you're out there playing any type of uh, contact sport. You, it's not for dumb jocks, but that's that's uh, stereotypes by those that mm-hmm. can't play. Right. <laughs> All right, Doc. Well, we appreciate you, Lonnie. I mean, uh, well said, brother. And I, I just had to get you back on to kind of give the well, I uh, listening audience. Yes, sir. We are mutual, uh, 
we have mutual admiration uh, of brotherhood here, man. I, I, you and I grew up in this town, and and uh, I am really, I take my hat off to you for being uh, one of the first black chiefs, if not the first black chief, uh, for our fire department here in Los uh, Vegas, Nevada. So I, I you know. Well, I, I uh, take my hat off to you as well. You, you and your wife. You guys have always been activists. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm going to get you back on again because you got a lot to say about our community. So thanks, Dr. Wright, and we'll talk soon. This is Veterans Affairs. Once again, good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I am equally as happy as I was to get Dr. Lonnie Wright back on the show, but I have for the first time, I guess, Mr. Michael Flores, young man from the neighborhood doing outstanding things, and I just wanted to get him on the show because I attended something that he's been doing for a number of years, and I trust that he will answer that question for us. Michael, how you doing? Good, Chief. How are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. Look, your back-to-school program, uh, what is it called, and how long have you been doing that? Because I know I missed a year or two, because I was surprised when they were inside <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> well, Chief, first off, thank you for having me. Honored to be talking to you, and just grateful for, for your leadership and mentorship uh, in our community for so long. But uh, my, my name is Michael Flores. I've been running the Nevada Youth Network for about 13 years now, and we do homework help and recreational work over in the Sherman Gardens area if you're familiar it's right by matt kelly elementary school off of uh about h street and um uh, uh lake Mead are the biggest cross streets and uh we've been real fortunate to work with the young people over there <clears throat> and uh we have been partnering with matt kelly to do a big welcome back for the kids over there every uh school year and we got the idea because um in other parts of the country uh, men were gathering to welcome back these young people where there weren't too many male role models. And mm -hmm. over in the Matt Kelly area, there are about 91% uh, of the heads of households are, are female, which that data alone demonstrates the lack of male role models. And right. so about five years ago, we had the idea and wondered what would happen. And we we're hoping for 25 to 30 men to show up, and we had 150 uh, show up. It's incredible. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, uh, yesterday you even snagged two United States senators, um, Rosen and Cortez Mastos, and I saw Commissioner, um, um, God, where's my mind going blank? McCurdy. McCurdy. Yeah, yeah, That's William McCurdy. Uh, was there as well, along with uh, I saw a number of police. The fire chief was there, who I have on the show uh, next week. Uh, he was there, Fernando Gray. Appreciate him showing up with. He had a full crew, so uh, well, well done job with with doing that for the young folks. And it is the this, the principal. She seems to be very, very engaged because I was watching. You know how the kids. You can tell when people love uh, what they're doing, and you can tell when they're. Uh, love as well by the students because they kept running up to her, hugging her. And I'm like, yeah, this is great, man. This is cool. So what in, what, in, what inspired you again to do the, do the program? Well, uh, you know, to be honest, I did not have uh, a father uh, in my life growing up. And uh, I know the uh, the impacts of not having a male role model mm -hmm. uh, in your life. 
So, you know, I've been real fortunate and blessed to have role models and mentors like yourself and uh, Commissioner Weekly and others help guide me and make sure that I stay on the right path and uh, just wanted to figure out a way to do the same thing and pay it forward to some of these young people in our community. And uh, I saw this in, in another city and mm-hmm. thought we could do this in Vegas and we could do it even better. Right. Uh, and you know, we, we got the Raiders out there yesterday. We got all of our law enforcement and, and uh, firefighters out there. And, you know, Vegas is, uh, you know, we're a tight-knit community. And yeah. so I knew if we made the call that uh, our community would answer that call, and they did. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's it kind of taken off, and we've seen this start to spread to other schools. Right. And, uh, you know, our hope is that it, it, it results in academic achievement, that we see, you know, these students <clears> – <throat> Sure. perform better mm-hmm. in the classrooms because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the more support they have, the more the better they're going to do in the classroom. Absolutely. And uh, President uh, Sandra Douglas um, Morgan was really, really nice to hear some of the words she had to say to the students. And uh, she's been around and she's done an outstanding job. So I trust that she will have the Raiders fully engaged with our community. So uh, a lot of respect for that young lady, for sure. Oh, absolutely. She uh, she had about 30 of our kids the day before mm-hmm. um, at, at the Raiders training camp mm-hmm. um, as, uh, as a final thank you to uh, the kids for doing such a good job during the summer and um, let them come out and see the Raiders practice. It was really incredible. And, you know, you don't hear a lot about the NFL doing these t- type of things in other communities. And mm-hmm. to, so to have Sandra who uh, comes from our community, right. um, really bring the community into that Raiders nation mm-hmm. uh, has been really incredible to see. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of our kids living in public housing don't get these kind of opportunities. But, you know, thankfully for, for, for us, we have somebody like Sandra and other leaders over at the Raiders to, to make sure they include us. Absolutely. So where were you born? <laughs> I was born... Uh, I was born in California, but mm. came over and, uh, at about a month old. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, my, my mom brought me over here, and uh, all of our family was here. And so uh, th- this is this is my home. This is where I grew up, and mm-hmm. uh, really grateful to be continuing to serve the community. Absolutely. So what are you doing currently professionally? So my job is I'm the vice president over at the University of Nevada, Reno. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the, the best boss in the world, Brian Sandoval, former governor, who um, lets me work from Vegas. Uh, my job really is to interact and lobby with local um, and state and federal elected officials. Okay. And so I represent the university and make sure we're getting the opportunities for our babies to go to college. Oh, excellent. That is great work. Now, how long have you been involved in and, and uh, working in that capacity? Uh, so I've been at the university. This will be my third year. Okay. Um, and, you know, really got lucky. I, like I said, I came from a single parent household and um, didn't think I'd finish college, let alone work at a university. And so <laughs> uh, I, I just, you know, I've been real fortunate to, to fall forward. Mm-hmm. And again, that comes back to role models like yourself pushing me to, you know, see what I couldn't see. Right. Any brothers and sisters? Uh, so my father was busy, and mm. I have uh, 13 half-brothers and sisters. Wow. Um, okay. And, uh, but just me and my mom, so no mm-hmm. um, immediate uh, siblings. But, yeah, and, and I've met a lot of my uh, 
siblings on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's been an interesting uh, uh, journey, but, you know, grateful for my past. Absolutely. So what inspires you the most out of, and you may have answered this a little bit, but uh, what these young people, these children may be getting out of the program, not only from the, the, the one that you did yesterday with the welcoming that you and the principal kind of coordinate together, but in your mentoring program that you do inside the development. Yeah, I, um, you know, it keeps me humble, uh, to be honest. And Mm -hmm. those kids that I, I have the privilege of working with, um, they just remind me, I see a lot of me and them, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's so many roads we can go down, um, and how important every choice is reminds me about why you stay engaged. And so they inspire me. I think I get more out of, um, being with them than they do for me. But, you know, it's like the gym almost. Every time I go there, I feel like that was not a waste of time. Like, I mm-hmm. just feel better <laughs> after having spent some time with those young people. And, sure. um, you know, we sent five kids to college, Chief. I can't believe it. And, uh, oh, great. you know, the, the, these are young people who all the statistics mm-hmm. and data would have said that they would have ended up in jail or God knows where. And right. the fact that we've had a bit of an impact on that um, continues to inspire me. And I get to do this work with my mom. My mom, mm. uh, you know, she's the, she, she makes the place go. And uh, it's a way that her and I continue to stay connected. Well, salute to her as well. Uh, any right. any closing remarks you'd like to share uh, with, uh, with our listening audience, particularly those who are veterans? Is there anything that's going on from your uh, professional standpoint with respect to the University of Reno? as it relates to, to veterans. This is a Veterans Affairs type show, and I try to encourage some of my guests if they have anything in particular to address that group that they share that on air. Um, well, first and foremost, just thank you for your service. Um, I know you, you all hear that a lot, but I, I genuinely mean it, and um, we would not be afforded the, the opportunities that we have in this country, if it weren't for, for you all and genuinely thankful and grateful for your service. Um, and, you know, I would just uh, invite you all to continue to be engaged. You know, I'd love to have you all come visit my nonprofit. You can look us up online, the Nevada youth network.com or on any social media, learn about what we're doing and come volunteer. Our young people would love to hear your stories. would love to learn more about you. And I think you all would love to learn a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm professional side, um, you know, we, we do incredible work with our veterans uh, on campus and just, you know, so proud of the work that they're doing um, to, to finish their education. We have a ton of um, different opportunities for veterans to finish their uh, their education. Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked on legislation. So if you're a Purple Heart recipient that you don't have to pay, you, you're able to get tuition waivers uh, at our institution, all institutions in Nevada. And there's just so many things that uh, we can be supportive of as as veterans try to finish their education. And again, we'll be happy to connect with anybody um, uh, to discuss this further. But Chief, just grateful for you, your presence in my life and, and the work that you continue to do and, and to inspire in our community. So thank you. Oh, for sure. And I appreciate that. But I can tell you that if we are not willing to help those who are coming behind us, so to speak, man, shame on us because, you know, that's how you grow a better community when you spend some time with young folks who, as you mentioned, might lose their way. 
without some some driving force to give them a little bit of attention. And you know, you remember deceased uh, young man Melvin B. Lennis. He and I, and uh, at the time, Councilman Weekly started Camp Brotherhood, and we did that for a number of years. And one thing that we found is that kids need it. Young people need just a little bit of attention. Some of these young folks had never been. It, you could tell by the way they reacted when you hugged them that they probably get very few hugs in their whole lifetime. And that is just yep. ridiculous. So, again, appreciate the work. Is there a contact that you can give as it relates to the veterans who are out there listening that uh, maybe it'll make some contact? Because this show can be heard anywhere in the world, in fact. Uh, it's on it yeah. goes a podcast immediately after it, it airs on the Saturdays at 7 a.m. No, absolutely. Um, I would offer uh, my email address, which is floresm at unr.edu. So S-L-O-R-E-S-M at unr.edu. And I'll get back to you immediately uh, if you reach out with any with any questions or mm-hmm. comments. We'd be happy to uh, communicate with you there. And I'm glad you brought up Beetle. I, I love Beetle. And um, he, uh, he always used to tell me, you know, someone who loves, who likes you, takes you to the club, but someone who loves you takes you to church. And right. know, so much <laughs> of Beetle still lives in me and uh, a constant um, reminder of the importance of mentorship. Mm-hmm. So appreciate you bringing him up and, and his memory. Absolutely. All right, Michael, we appreciate your time and, and give us again the name of your organization. Absolutely. The Nevada Youth Network. Um, and appreciate you so much, Chief. Thank you. All righty. Take care. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. We'll talk to you next week.